What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code, S-T-A-C-K, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. For the first time in at least a long time, Tira is as near to panic as she's ever been because this is not the kind of situation that she really feels is in her purview. I'm thinking we can create some more sails and maybe maybe Womber Bash can fly up and, and hold that up and, okay. and I can hear help them now, right? slow yeah, us wait. down. I've got another idea. I'm going to stick my stones in this engine Maybe it can slow it down a little bit okay. or get, provide some stability. I'm trying to see if there's a safer place and then Perfect. maybe we can try to steer the ship to that location. Go for it. I like the idea. You run to the prow and you're trying to, to peer, but something flies into your eye. <laughs> a gnat. <laughs> and you clasp over your eye. Stupid bugs. You've tacked up one corner, you go to the other, you pull it mm -hmm. as tight as you can, you can hear the fabric like, creaking, creaking yeah. and you tap that other nail in, then down, 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 and you've got it tacked all across, and you have basically sealed the hole. And in fact, as soon as you do, uh, the pressure, and, and you can see that fabric pull mm -hmm. tight. Uh, I am going to fly out under the bow of the ship, and I'm gonna be there on the end bow of the ship. I'm gonna fly out there. Yeah, so you're at the front of the ship, underneath it, trying to push it up. I'm going to turn around and face the ship again. I grow to giant form, and my hands are out like this, and I'm hoping to soften the blow. I'm going to land in the water and try to cushion it with my hand, is what I'm going to try to do. At first, there's that cool sensation as your feet touch the water, and you think it's been forever since you felt water. Your feet touch down into the silt and the bed of the lake, and then... For a moment, you are perfectly suspended between the silt of the bed 
and the weight of the ship above you, and then it all just comes crashing down. As Tira's head breaks the surface, <gasps> Bash! And she's gonna hook one arm under each of his uh, armpits because I can see he's not conscious. I'm gonna roll over onto my back in a back float and try and keep him afloat above me. We haven't had a long rest, right? No. We need one. We, you just rescued me from the water. That's top. right. We're in the water. <laughs> That's right. Never mind. Of course, I've had you a just long rolled rest. him over and said, "Bash." <laughs> Bash. I just released some poisonous gas into their water supply as well. <laughs> I'm glad you qualified that because what? I'm like, you just released some poisonous gas. <laughs> oh, from my hands, if that makes it any oh. better. <laughs> Great. Hey, stackers, we are back at the table and ready to record another episode of our ongoing story. If you're interested in finding out more about us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice or contact us by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please take a moment to catch us in any of those ways. Thank you for joining us, as I said, around the table as we continue our story. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. And Catherine as Farron. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! All right, we left off with Tira bursting through the surface of the water, bringing an unconscious bash up with her, and then rolling over to basically use herself as a raft to give him exposure to the air, I guess. Mm -hmm. Buoyancy. All right, go with it. What's going on? Uh... <laughs> Don't expose me too much to the air because I'm naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You are. I forgot about that. Like you said, we should just kind of assume half the time that his clothes have been shed. Um, comes up, rolls over, and here's a problem. Tira herself doesn't have tons of buoyancy because she's small and muscular. But does she have buoyancy? She doesn't have buoyancy, but what about buoyancy? <laughs> Catherine's a jerk. <laughs> I mean, that's all I got to say. I can't say the Eldritch Strike, so... <laughs> The battle of the Midwesterners here. Did I say it wrong? No, it's not wrong. People understand what you said. I didn't have a problem. But seriously, which is it? I thought it's, I think it's buoyancy. Brett would know. Well, it's a buoy though. He's my authority on things It's fine. It's fine. It's not one or the other? It's just kind of, okay. I'm very sorry. No, no, you have me going like. Jerk. Why don't you cut this out? Oh, it'll get saved. Yeah. What do you, the viewers at home, think? Yeah. This, is, this is our conversations Which all the time. Way? We'll say something so stupid and word? the other person will be like, I don't know anything about that, but I mean, I do know about this, what yeah. they really meant to say. And yeah, yeah. Calm yourself. We're, at, we're in public. So she'll break the surface with him and turn over to help support him, but she's going to need to get him up out of the water and she's going to need help quickly. So you said, I, I noted the thrashing of Farron in the water nearby. Okay. Yes. And all right. Let me just set the scene for you so that you have something to work with. You come up out of the water. It's a large-ish lake. Uh, maybe if you were to turn it into a rectangle, you'd be looking at 100 feet wide by about 200 feet long. So the, the ship came down in it, and it is bobbing on the surface of the water. There are still ripples going across the surface of the lake from the heavy impact. It's closer to the city end of the lake. So you're not far from the city wall, and people have lined the walls, and they are now staring down. There's a, an excited murmur as you break the surface of the water, and they've taken in somebody turning into a giant and then disappearing below the surface of the water. 
And so, yeah, there's all sorts of things going on around you, but the ship is, I don't know, 20 feet away from you. Okay, that was actually going to be my next question. How far off of the ship are we? It just dawned on me that if they've had any interaction with the same folks that your dad, like they might be weary or leery of us as well. I'm well, just saying. Well, I guess we'll have to find that out yeah. later because I don't have time to shut up. Hey, are you guys afraid of magic by any <laughs> chance? <laughs> what? Yes. As they all bring their crossbows yeah, yeah, yeah. and point them at you, yeah. All right, so as, as I've secured him uh, on his back, I realize I'm not going to be able to keep him like this for very long, and so I'm, gonna, I'm calling out to Farron. Farron, where are you? I need help. I need help. You've come up fairly nearby, five to ten feet away. Yeah, I swim over, and I offer. Is that how you swim? Yeah, swimming is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can't see, but apparently just putting my cupped hands in front of me. We'll take a video. Let's, let's get some oh video real word, quick. Yes. Hey, Catherine. Catherine's idea of Farron swimming. So she's swimming. <laughs> so this is how I swim without hitting the wires for oh, the okay, microphone. Okay, that's what it is. All, all because of the yeah, setup. That makes, yeah. that makes much more sense, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to do a Manny Petty, but yeah. okay. Um, yes, I swim. I swim. I'm <laughs> this is good. You're 45 minutes or 40 yeah, we're minutes. Yeah, we're at 39 not. right now. Oh, okay. Whoa. Just kidding. Oh, I was like, what? I swim right over and help. <laughs> she, she gives you a, a, a very strong glance as she. <laughs> but her voice was, she was like, so how is that? I swim right over and help. It's like, whoa. I think I'm losing it. It has been a long week. <laughs> yes. It's been a, a very week. long week, and we are just letting off some steam here. Okay. I swim over to Farron and offer. <laughs> I mean, I swim over. <laughs> like walking out of the door and coming back in the car and restarting Reset. everything. Yeah. I'm really um, tearing up right now. Okay. <laughs> I swim over to Tira and help her. <laughs> you were doing fine. And then Meredith went. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can hear, I can hear the tremble in her voice. She's like, I swim over to Tira. <laughs> With the pause, too. She's like, is that right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, we're good. We're good. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I swim over to Tira. And help her with Bash and help making sure that he's raised up out of the water. Okay. So we're 20 feet from the boat, but we can't, I mean, that's not a viable option to get back to the boat. How far from one of the edges of the lake are we? You are closer to the shore than you are to the ship. Okay. All right. Then, um. Do we have a, like a portable dinghy? Like it wouldn't be hanging off the ship in the air. So we don't. don't have a dinghy. No, okay. you don't. Right, because this ship is designed to be in the air. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> what are you doing? Catherine. She's just trying to get herself together, poor I'm thing. Sorry. I'm sorry, but why would we have a ticket? <laughs> I'm so glad we're recording right now. <laughs> it's in the air? Cute <laughs> going along and there's this rope with like a just dingy dangling. We have to escape. Let's just get in the dinghy and... I can totally see you in the air. You're like, release the dinghy. <laughs> and it just falls away because it's not powered by Starstone. We, we, we should have done in. that when we, we cut were the being rope attacked. And it just goes, and we fall to our deaths. I and mean. down below, there's this pastoral scene of us farmer out in his field with his sheep. 
completely oblivious to anything, and then whoop, here comes a, a wooden boat and just squashes his herd flat. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, wow. All right. Anyway. I gotta get out of this. I gotta get out of this. Okay. Okay. Where were we? Have we checked whether or not Bash is breathing? No, not yet. I'm thinking we probably need to get him over to the land. All right, now we've got him secured. Help me get him to shore. Let, let's see if he's breathing. I can't tell if he's breathing or not. All right, the two of you kick in the water and you glide smoothly across to the shore. You begin to feel the silt underneath your feet. And as gravity takes over once more, uh, you stand up and you lift the unconscious body of Bash. I think I'm just going to hook him up. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you have him hooked, his face is lying on your shoulder, mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. just dragging him. Farron, I guess you're there to make sure he doesn't fall down. And so the two of you manage to get him up a little bit onto the grass of the embankment. Yeah, what I'm imagining is that we're both towing him, so like we each have an arm under his arm, and then our other arm is you know pulling through the water, so we're both gotcha. coming that gotcha. way. But then as soon as Tira can feel enough ground and you know she gets enough purchase in the ground with her feet she's just gonna both arms under him and and take over stocky fireman carry him over to the easy enough all right and farron you're right behind her as as you come out of the water all right and so as as soon as we're on enough dry land lay him down and i'm gonna start kind of shaking him and, and i'm like you know slapping his face and listening to the heart bash bash can you hear me bash why don't you give me a medicine check uh, mod 20. Yes. You set him down on the ground and you go through your quick shouting his name and everything. And then instinctively, not even really knowing what you're doing, you just kind of punch him in the chest. Okay. That makes sense. And Bash, you feel a thud and feel as though your sternum is about to cave in. And then the first thing that fully comes to your consciousness is the taste of brackish water passing through your mouth and out of your lungs. <laughs> Bash, Bash, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Are you all right? <clears throat> I think so. <sighs> Why did you do that? Don't ever do that to me again! What did I do? There's a fanfare. The sound of horns ring out clearly from the city wall. You hear a creaking sound from about 100 feet away as the gates in the wall of the city open. And a small contingent of people come out. It's a small guard of four men in armor, led by the most fancy man you've ever seen. I've been watching the Sharp series uh, on Amazon Prime, so Richard Sharp is played by Sean Bean. Uh, but Julian Fellows is in it as the, the Duke of York. And so he's just, this, this is who I have in mind, is uh, uh, Julian Fellows with like rouge on his face yeah, yeah, yeah. and a powdered wig. Yeah, and his big old round face. You've I, seen him in stuff, right? Remember Monarch of the Glen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I, we, we, oh, I quote him all the time. Like the, the Actually, of, that was... Nothing so gross. Yeah, yeah. He has a very large belly, but it's covered by a flouncy shirt with big sleeves, and he has a ruff around his neck. He has... It's obviously a wig because it's slightly askew, and he has... <laughs> Streaks of some kind of uh, dye on his face. Not dye, but like a... Powder? Powder on his face. That give his cheeks a a ruddy glow even from this distance. 
And as he walks, he's he's kind of rolling his hand in that uh-huh. flourishing or the-, the royal wave. Yeah, the <sighs> as he walks, and he's he's just walking very lightly on his feet, and the people begin to cheer on the wall as they see him approach. Before that happens, before he gets to you, we're going to lift from where we are <gasps> yes! and drift away, moving slowly at first, then with increasing speed leaving the plains and heading out over the black water of the morning dark ocean below. We skim hundreds of miles of the surface in mere moments. At one point, late in the journey, somewhere on the vast expanse of the waters below, a single fishing ship bobs on the waves, its crew cursing as weary arms strain to lift a net teeming with fish. The faded colors of the men's shirts match the sun-bleached rigging of the ship. We're on them and then past them, leaving them to their work, We're approaching land now, skimming over spraying waves to where the first jagged pillars of basalt show through the water. Not far beyond are the first large land masses, and then a sun-drenched seaside city perched on grey-white heights. We slow at last from our breakneck pace and rise up to see white buildings with blue accents, tier upon tier, in a joyously chaotic tumble down to the white sands of the beach. But there, to the north side of the city, where the grade is gentler, is a walled-off area. From our height, we spy a busy group of workers hammering pegs and planing planks on the keel of another large ship. Standing on an elevated platform that overlooks the work is a Simmeries. His head is bent over a pile of drawings, and his finger traces the lines as he mouths words to himself. His boot is perched at a jaunty angle on his head, leaving room for him to scratch as he devours the diagrams. An assistant places bags of sand at the plan's corners to keep them from curling while also preventing the wind from stealing the precious drawings. Stretched out before him is a new hull made of dark wood. Although it's similar in size to the Star Sailor, the new design is visibly sleeker and has dropped the pretense of sails. The carpenters are fitting the last of the main deck's planks in place, but our eyes are drawn to a group of burly workers who are struggling to carry a heavy chest below decks. Although the morning air is cool, the sweat of exertion streams down their faces and beads on their arms. Carefully now, carefully, says one in a sun-drenched Kassarid accent through clenched teeth. Can't go upsetting these stones. Back at the diagram table, Asimri straightens with a triumphant smile. This is a good day. We have made excellent time. Another week at most, and we will have an even better ship ready. The assistant bows and murmurs his agreement. But we are now whisking back through spray and sun to rejoin our friends on the warmer plains of Kazaro once again. Okay. Good morning, my friends. And welcome to Tlacapa, says the man as he approaches. I am Don Tiago Muleo in Cierte Monsanto Escogue. Who might you be? Wait, he's approaching us where we are sopping on the edge yep. of the shoreline? That's okay. exactly right. He came out of the gate and with the intent, obviously, because as soon as they came out, they wheeled yeah. towards you. Okay. All right. Uh, Tara's going to stand up and sort of take a position between him and, and the other two. Why are we here again? Because we were told we, that this Yeah, Kazaro Kazaro is where the, the next pillar is, or at least the... the Oh, we're going. To, we're going to the farthest, and then coming back, right? That's the way that Peter had. Right, that's the way Peter had worked said. it out. Oh, we, yeah. we didn't. We we haven't gotten there yet, and we had to crash land here. I'm thinking that after the last 48 hours, at this point, Tira is all of her old skepticism of people 
Because I, I, I was noticing on my sheet, I haven't hardly paid attention to the things that we wrote down three years ago. And the first thing I have on here is judges by actions, not words, and prefers action over thought and has impatience for greatness. I've really kind of thrown that one out. I'm going to say that Farron thinks that Tiara's taking too long to say what she wants to say. <laughs> and so Farron just steps in front of Tiara and says, we are friends. My name is Farron. I see. What has happened here today? Bash gets up and it sort of like just like shakes his head back and forth mm-hmm. like he would like, like he's seen dogs do to try yeah. to get hair. I mean, wet water out of his hair. And uh, and he just kind of like sheepishly kind of like walks away while they talk. And he's going to go over and look at how see how far the ship is because he's standing there naked. Uh, sir, will you please kindly return? I am talking to you. And then he turns. He puts one arm on your shoulder, Tira. And he turns and he, again, gives that rolling wave to the wall of the city. And the people uh-huh. up above looking down are just, they go a little quiet as he drapes his soft hand around your shoulder. And then they erupt back into cheers. I'll turn around, I guess, and look at him. But I'm standing there buck nude, so. Please, would you help him? And one of the guards takes his cloak off of his shoulders and drapes it around you. Okay, and as, as he puts it around me, I take one corner of it and smell it. It smells of sweat. Okay. Well, it's fine then. Yeah. <laughs> this is clean? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Tira is she's really still viewing this whole scene with an air of suspicion. The way they arrived here is so bizarre as far as going through a portal, um, which and it doesn't necessarily mean it's their fault, but I mean, it's like it was a weird arrival and a traumatic one. I mean, they crashed the ship. Plus, she just got double-crossed by her own dad. Mm-hmm. And this guy seems awfully foppish and, and strange. And I don't know. I, I just don't know what to say to him because I don't want to give up very much. Yeah, roll off. <laughs> See, that was my instinct to be like, to be like she kind of throws his... <laughs> Break his wrist. Right. Yeah, he touches me and she body slams him or whatever. No. No, that was my that was my first thought that when you said he puts his big old hand on my shoulder that she just kind of roll it off. Okay. He feels you shrug his hand off and he puts it down smoothly at his side and continues to roll his other hand, his left hand, and he reaches down and picks up a, a scented handkerchief and holds it in front of his face as he does it. Would you please do me the honor of joining me as I go into the city? You have obviously come from far away. I would like to treat you as guests. Do you have food? I have lots of food. You will find it most delectable, I assure you. But we don't know anything about this man or these Come people. Come along. Come along. But he said he had food. We have food on the ship. What about the crew? He begins walking. <sighs> I say we go get see the food. It wouldn't, I thought you told me a long time ago it's rude not to... Eat food that was offered to us. When did I ever say something like that? Oh, maybe that was someone else. <laughs> it's wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you forgotten we have been welcomed before with people claiming to be our friends? One of the guards clears his throat. <clears throat> I'm hungry. There's food on the ship. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, there's hard. It's like hardtack, and I want like meat and stuff. You're doing me a dishonor in front of my city. I'm sorry, I don't much care about what your city thinks of Bash you. Bash starts walking and Bash. following him. I'm going to go get something to eat. Ah. 
Let's all go. There's a good lad. Come along. Come along. <sighs> he steps into the early morning shadow that the walls are casting. Already you can feel the heat of the day beginning to press. Uh, this is a very hot part of the continent. And you step through into the shadow and then through the gate and you see laid out before. You could see it as you were approaching it on the crashing ship, but it didn't quite register like it does now. The buildings are made of a very soft colored yellow stone. Dew from the morning humidity is on the walls and as the sun is shining down into this great massive city, it really is quite large, uh, it glints on the walls and gives it an almost golden sheen. The buildings have intricate murals on them. Some parts are glossy, some are more matte finished. As you peer in it closely to one of them, you see that they appear to be maybe pieces of shell that are taken from the faraway coast. Maybe others are bits of broken stone or pottery. Some are just glazed bits of clay that have been baked, but the overall effect is of gorgeous, colorful red and green and blue and purple scenes that seem to indicate some past history of the city and the people that live in it. Also, vines are growing on the buildings, and it seems like there may be a constant struggle to keep them trimmed and, and pruned so that they don't take over the city. Uh, there's a, a, a feeling of great age to all the buildings that you see, and there's uh, a beauty to the city in spite of it. It's kind of like, I know you've been to New Orleans, mm -hmm. that, that old feel to the city, and you see cracks everywhere, but it, it just kind of feels neat. It's character. Yeah, a lot of character in these buildings. As you pass through some of the streets, uh, you do see through some of the, the side streets, uh, they seem to go further into the city, into the heart of the city, and then open out into a giant plaza where these large buildings, that they're stepped like pyramids, but they're circular. They look like they're basically discs that have been stacked on each other in concentrically smaller circles. So you get a sense of great size to the city, but even more immediate is the people that are hanging out of the upper windows of these buildings. So as you have come into the city, your small guard has been followed by the crowd of people who are flowing down from the walls and into the streets, and they are following you. There's a hubbub of voices and people from the overhead and they're throwing down bits of feather or pieces of torn up paper and they're just very happy you can hear a lot of laughter and even some snatches of song as you're making your way through the streets i see some thoughtful faces here so what's going yeah. on in tira's mind i don't know she at one time this might have kind of charmed her you know and, and feeling that sense of heroism and whatever but this was this type of entry was not on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this isn't a case of where we've just rescued this city from, you know, a, a, from a marauding army and we're accepting their praise and thanks. This all just seems, I don't know, over the top to Tira and um, to you know, feathers and gaudy. bits of, yeah. Yeah, very gaudy. Feathers and bits of paper flying through the air, people laugh. I'm like, listen, our ship just crashed. My friend nearly drowned. We have nothing. We don't know where we are. This is not party time. And please answer my questions. Bash, what's going on in your mind? Um, Bash has uh, lowered his head. He's raised his, um, raised his, um, Shoulder. his shoulders and he's kind of hunched over a little bit. He's only got one thing on his mind, and that's food okay. at this point. Uh, so he's really not too keen on the fanfare, but 
he's just really thinking about food at this point. And Farron. Yeah, I'm with Tira at this point. Uh, it's all a little bit too prepared for just this. We just crashed in and this all happened in a matter of moments. And now they have people at the ready to release papers and feathers. And they, you know, people are basically, he seemed like he was posing for the people, you know, and it's like all. The only thing missing was the cameras. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. So uh, it's a little sketchy at this point. As he goes, the Don, the, the mayor of this city, stays in the front and he continues to laugh, a bubbling laugh, and he continues to roll his wrist and stop and greet people along the way that he might happen to know or give a pretense of knowing. And then he comes at last to an open area. You've been steadily kind of going up a slight elevation. Again, this is plain land, so it's not hugely hilly or anything. He stops as the street opens out into an open area, and he says, Welcome to my estate. And you see spread before you a walled compound, but behind it a glittering mansion rises. Mm -hmm. You see a multi-story home with red clay tiles on it and more of the beautiful mosaic. In fact, if anything, these are more elaborate and, and bigger murals and large shade trees that have grown up in the interior of the walled-off compound. The Don turns around and gives you an expectant look. Hey, what do you think? So, um, can I tell if, um, you know, even though Bash is sort of like one thing on his mind, he's still kind of like looking around at mm -hmm. people. Can I tell whether they're doing this out of genuine, like we're happy to see these people, or is it more of fear and this is what they have to react when the, the guy is around? Good call. Let me finish up okay. and then we'll come back to that. Why don't you give me a perception roll? Okay, I do have As you're going through the street. So. Excellent, nice. good. 13. Okay. As you look from your hunched position, you see some of the folks leaning out the windows, and there are some genuine smiles, generally among the fairer-skinned people of the city. But you notice a trend that the, the darker, shorter people are also... <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying to me? <laughs> <laughs> They're also waving and yelling and give the appearance of joyousness, but somehow their smiles seem painted on. Okay. I don't know. It seems awfully big. Are you the only one that lives here? No, I have my wife and children and staff. Speaking of staff, I think we should actually go back and check on the rest of the crew. Oh, now you want to go back and check on people on the ship? Who was the first one to jump out and be like, hey, wait, is this Kira? Sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden they break out into a fight. <laughs> Whoa. I'm doing this yeah. out of all of the suspicion that, you know, is brewing after we've entered the right. city. Well, this is just coming I don't want to get trapped again. And he, yeah. I've just entered like what, some walled compound? Yeah, walled compound. Exactly. Do you want me to go back to the ship? But like when I come back, can we have like food ready? I don't think we should split up. If you're going we back, should have food at my table, if you please. There is plenty and to spare. Where, 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 what, what direction? Follow me. The cast iron gates uh, creak outward. No, they don't even creak. They just swing outward silently. And the pea gravel white pathway mm -hmm. stretches before you in a straight line, perfectly straight to the front door of this beautiful villa. And that's where we're going to end this episode. What? Oh, <laughs> man. I tried so hard. But I knew you wanted us to enter, so I let it go. You didn't have to.
It's up completely up to you where the story goes. First of all, there's no points. I know, we've done nothing. I yeah. so don't want to be here. Like, I mean, not really? here. I don't want to be um, in, the in compound. that compound. I don't trust this dude. He's so, he's now, too. Now she doesn't trust the dude. Well, he's because got, I he's was got food. I got to take that chance. I know. Yeah, I know where you are. I mean, here's the deal. I just, I like, I, um, I so obviously, I don't know if you know this, but when I use my abilities, mm-hmm. it it, it's, them. it's a You're overwhelming training. need to eat. Otherwise, I'll collapse. Yeah. So. Just because I said we were friends when we met him doesn't mean that I trusted him. <laughs> I just didn't want him to attack us. Not very true. Explanations. What? Stand up for what you said. No, that is <laughs> Don't why apologize. I said it. That is why I said it. And trust me, I'm not naive, especially now after being trapped in the delve. Yeah. At this point, he's not even thinking about that. He's just like, there's food somewhere right. at the end of this uh, tunnel. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to want to, I mean, he has an ulterior motive and he's going to try to get well, I have a feeling form. that his house is so splendid because it's run on the backs of those short people. What did you say to me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking his staff. Right. Uh, Yeah. You each get two experience points. All right. For your various... (laughs) Whatevers. Role playing. Not a whole lot happened in this, but we're Mm -hmm. setting the scene for what's coming up next. Players at least learn that Asimari's is almost complete with... That's true. Has almost completed another ship. Right, but he has no idea where we are. I know. I know. I don't know where he is. He's just... Off yeah. into the distance somewhere. <laughs> Hundreds of miles, apparently. Unless he's created some type of a beep, beep, where he can, like, like Tracker. track the like the size of the crystals that we do have. We have one crystal left in our... um. You have two or three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's hear a recap. Okay. For all those whopping experience points yes. you picked up. Yes. <laughs> well, it brought me to a, to a nice round number. Uh, Tira is 40 points into level 10. Wammer Bash is uh, 54 points into level 10. Farron is 10 points into level 10. Hey, all right, all right. good. Not a whole lot of excitement in this one, but you're meeting new people. And in fact, oh, I'm sorry. Take another experience point for finding the city of Tlacapa. Ah. Yeah, it's been a while since you've gotten an exploration. City yeah. five. And, and in fact, make it another th- uh, two. <laughs> I can't erase many more times. Two over plus this. one plus two. So five yeah, total. One yeah, plus five two total. plus one plus one. <laughs> <laughs> one plus two plus one plus one. Wait, so it's five total? Five total. <laughs> Be- because you found From the city of Tlacapa, yes. and you have marched through some of it. And because he noticed the, the painted on smiles. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. All right, good. So let's get that recap. Okay. Tira is 43 points into level 10. Wamerbash is 57 points into level 10. Farron is 13 points into level 10. Great. Stackers, we know this wasn't terribly edge of your seat stuff. We hope you enjoyed the building of more of this world, and we're going to have fun building out more of it in the next episode. We look forward to hearing from you again through Twitter and Instagram or by email in the ways that we described at the beginning of this episode. And if you haven't yet done so, please do rate and review us on iTunes. That'll help us out a lot. We did hear from a listener in an email recently that we are starting to show up in suggested results on iTunes or whatever service and what that means is that more and more people are clicking on us and we're kind of starting to branch out a little bit. We are seeing little bumps in our listen, so thank you for any word that you're spreading about the show. Please continue to do so. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Oh yeah, Catherine. If you'll remember a few weeks ago that uh, we had a 
review given by one of our listeners, and he sent us a copy of the book that he had written, and that's Corbin Pragel. The name of the book is A Hero's Beginning, and Catherine actually picked up a copy of it. We're looking forward to reading this book, and we just appreciate Corbin reaching out to us and letting us know how much our story has helped him, and we're looking forward to getting to read his story as well. So we're having fun, enjoying this time together at the table, unwinding after a week of work. We hope you will join us again next time right here at Stack of Ice. Actually... It just dawns on me that if they've had any interaction... What? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let me just change that.